Hi, and welcome to The Check-In with City Limits. Um, This is our weekly newsroom podcast where we talk to some of our reporting staff about the biggest stories happening in New York City this week. I'm Jean-Marie Evely, the managing editor here at City Limits, and I'm being joined today um, by my executive editor, Jarrett Murphy, who's going to talk to us about a story that we ran earlier this week that he worked on about um, a number of upcoming special elections in New York City. Hi, Jarrett. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Um, so tell me, maybe we could start very basic. Um, what is a special election and when do they get triggered? Well, a special election occurs when there's a vacancy in any of the city's elected offices or any of the state ones either um, that occurs you know, within a certain amount of time after or before a regular election. So you know, we have primaries and we have regular elections always in November, um, but sometimes a person gets a new job, they resign, they die. Uh, and the office is left vacant. And so because one of the founding ideas of our country is that taxation without representation is wrong and therefore the other forms of government action without representation uh, is inappropriate, there is a special election to try to fill that vacancy. Um, there are different laws on the state and city level in terms of how long the vacancy can exist before the special election occurs. Um, usually it only occurs if you're a certain distance from a regular election anyway. Uh, but they are fairly common. Uh, right now, I think nine members of the 49 people who sit in today's city council uh, got there by special election. So it is not unusual uh, on any level of government. Gotcha. And so obviously um, your story wrote about how we have um, a, a number of special elections coming up, five of them. Um, can you give us a quick overview of where those races are going to be taking place and what seats they'll be filling? Sure. So you have Andrew King, who the city council expelled in October. He represents District 12 in the Bronx. Um, that's sort of a North and East Bronx district. Um, his special election is coming up first. It's actually on December 22nd. So with two shopping days left before Christmas, there'll be a special election in that district. Um, the other vacancy that actually exists now is Rory Lanceman, who is a council member from the 24th district in kind of Western Queens. He took a job from the Como administration, so his seat is vacant. The mayor has already called that election for February 2nd, 2021. Um, the three other vacancies are anticipated, but almost certainly to exist. Uh, Richie Torres, who represents District 15 in the Bronx, got elected to Congress. He'll presumably resign sometime around January 1st. Uh, Andrew Cohen represents District 11, is actually my city council member in the Bronx, kind of Western and Central Bronx. He won election to judge. And Donovan Richards, who for many years has represented District 31, which is Southeast Queens, including a portion of the Rockaways, he is the new or the incoming Queensboro president. And so his seat will be vacant too. So all those vacancies will probably occur around the first of the year. Um, that is when, um, I think when Cohen, and I know when Donovan Richards and I believe Torres would take office right around there. And at that point, and only at that point, the mayor can use his authority under the charter to schedule a special election within 80 days. Um, so he'll set that date. Presumably all three will be the same date, but we'll have at least three different special election dates in the next few months, December 22nd for Andrew King's district, February 2nd for Rory Lansman, and then those other three sometime probably in mid-March. 
Great. And so obviously five different elections um, potentially happening over at, at the kind of minimum, I think, three dates. Right. Um, and I know your story talked about how, uh, you know, turnout during special elections is usually not great even during regular years. Um, what are people kind of thinking in these elections are going to look like? Um, is there obviously there's worried about um, during a pandemic that impacting the number of people who turn out and also just sort of awareness? I think we're all a little like election burnt out at this point. Um, how do you get a sense in terms of like how engaged the public might be on these particular races? I suspect they will not be very engaged. You know, turnout is pretty poor in New York City in any election. In special elections, it's very, very poor. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, as little as three or 4,000 people come out to vote. And I think this year, especially with, um, you know, as you said, we've just come off a kind of historic national election. We have the huge city elections coming up with primaries in June. This really falls in between and falls dead winter during a pandemic when we, in fact, as of the moment, are starting to shut things down even more. Um, so I expect you will see very little turnout. There'll be efforts to try to change that. Um, I think it, you know, obviously there are people who are heavily involved voters, people who are heavily organized, are going to participate. Those people will have outsized influence in an election like these. Uh, but it's a concern because, you know, the people who get elected this way then have some of the advantage of, advantages of incumbency. And so when they run for re-election, which they will have to do um, in June and then again in November, um, they can say that they're a city council person and they'll have uh, everything that comes with that. One thing to remember is that this special election is just for the remainder of this current term. So right now, all those people who have either left or are going to leave, they were able to serve through December 31st, 2021. The special election is to fill the vacancy for that time. And then there'll be another election uh, occurring uh, in, again, the primary in June, the general in November, to fill the next term, which begins in 2022. So that too can start to confuse people in terms of what they're actually voting for. Yeah, I know with the um, the potential March elections in particular, your story wrote about the timing of those being tricky. Um, can you tell us about some of the concerns that um, advocates have raised about those? Yeah, this gets deep into the weeds. So to get on the ballot in New York City, you have to collect petitions, which means you have to get registered voters in your party, if you're trying to get on a primary ballot, to sign a petition saying that you can be on the ballot and they can only sign one petition in any race. And then those petitions are collected. Sometimes they're challenged in court, but there's what they are what gets you on the ballot. There's a period during which you're allowed to collect those petitions. You can't start before that, and you have to have them handed in at the end of that period. And right now, that period covers the same period that these elections in these three districts I mentioned that are going to become vacant, Richie Torres, Andrew Cohen, and Donovan Richards. Um, there'll be an overlap there, and that could be really confusing if you have people trying to say, hey, come out and vote. Uh, I'm up for election this week, and also circulating petitions saying, hey, I want to be on the ballot in June, um, especially because the people most likely to sign those petitions are the very voters who are aware enough to want to come out. So it's kind of a mess born of a kind of couple of peculiarities. One, this surprising rash of vacancies, um, which has occurred before, but is a little unusual. The COVID-19 pandemic makes everything more complicated. And also for the first time in a long time, we have the city primaries in June. You know, when they used to be in September, which they were for decades, uh, you would have had a little more grace period, but now everything is kind of crammed together. And let's face it, in most of these districts, the democratic primary is the deciding factor. So the June election really does loom large. That's one note actually about special elections is that they are the only nonpartisan elections in New York City. So people can't run as Democrats or Republicans that typically make up names like Save Our City or 
I'm a great guy, things like that, um, which can make it a little more confusing for people. Um, and adding to the interesting factor of these special elections is these will be the first kind of rollout for ranked choice voting. Um, that won't affect the Andy King election because that's in the year 2020, but beginning January 1st, primaries and special elections in New York City are subject to ranked choice voting. So if the top candidate doesn't get a majority of votes, um, they go to people's second and third and fourth choices to try to get someone over that bar. That applies to special elections. And so February 2nd will, I believe, be the first time we'll see that mechanism in place. It's going to play a huge role in the mayoral contest and other big races this year. We'll get a kind of sense of how it gets tested in the special elections. So interesting. Um, and it seems I know that your story um, uh, listed all of the potential candidates that have sort of um, floated the idea of running for these or already are officially running for some of these um, seats that need to be filled or will need to be filled. Um, obviously, turnout might be low, but are there any races that you're kind of keeping an extra close eye on or ones that you think are going to be um, sort of interesting to watch or even somewhat competitive? Um, I suspect in their way, many of them will be competitive just because they'd be fighting over such a small number of votes. Um, right now, the District 12 race is the closest to occurring because that's December 22nd. Three candidates have made the ballot there. Um, there's a much larger pool that have expressed some interest in that office. Um, whether more people will make the ballot or not, I don't know. One thing that's a little interesting is there are people who are already running in all these districts. You know, when you run for city council, that typically takes a couple of years to do, raising money, putting out a campaign. Um, trying to meet people. And so in all these fields, the people who have now left for or are leaving for other jobs were term limited. So there were already big fields assembling and many of those people are firing up campaigns to contest the special elections. Um, I'm interested naturally in the fact that three Bronx seats are gonna be filled, uh, which is I think about a third of the Bronx uh, city council delegation. So the Andrew Cohen seat, which is obviously where I live, um, Richie Torres district and the Andrew King district, um, interesting in that they will help to form a large part of the delegation for the borough at a time when borough politics in the Bronx are really unsettled. You know, Ruben Diaz, Senior is retiring. Ruben Diaz Jr. has said he don't, doesn't want to run for mayor and will end his public career. There is change afoot in the upper echelons of the Bronx Democratic Party. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting time. And I think those raises might indicate some of how um, that's going to shake out. Yeah, so a lot at stake for the Bronx in the next couple of months. Um, thank you so much, Jared. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us about this. My pleasure. That was Jarrett Murphy, the executive editor of City Limits, talking about five of the upcoming special elections happening in the city over the next several months. Um, you could read that story as, as well as the rest of our coverage at citylimits.org. Um, and you can check back in next week um, for another episode of The Check-In. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great weekend.